Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you, this is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky, us collectors, us movie fans. We want the good stuff, and Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters proton packs and proton pack parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know even how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So check out carnivoruscreations.com that's carnivorous with a k and you can also find them at carnivorous creations on instagram and facebook tell them yes have some podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new ghostbusters proton pack The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. have some podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg and I am here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. Hello. All right. So what are we doing? Well, there's so much going on. I'm very... What are we doing? I'm confused. <laughs> um, I don't know what season it is. I don't know if it's Halloween because we've got Christmas decorations all over the house. Yes, we do. Uh, it's throwing all sorts of weird signals my way. Um... Well, before we get into all of that, okay, let me just ask you this: mm-hmm. How are you doing? Me? Yeah, I'm great. How's life? Really good. People have been. Uh, we're going to talk about Joker tonight, and it's really funny. There's a long discussion, and yes, have some group therapy, the official Facebook group for Yes, Have Some podcast about Joker. And Abby, you were not looking forward to seeing this movie. No, no, no spoilers, but you have not publicly given your opinion yet. No. People were asking. I mean, I've shared it in private with a few people. That's not in public, though. Yeah, it's not in public. Um, but yeah, I've got an opinion. I saw it. I put my picture up where I look a little bit uh, upset about going to the movie. It's a selfie I took. <laughs> and I said, one of us is excited to see Joker. And I had a lot of people that were like, which like the, took it as a really difficult question. Yeah. I was like, it's which obviously was, me. Who is it? <laughs> it was me. It was me. Um, <laughs> Boris actually messaged me to ask me which one. I was like, it was me. I was upset. <laughs> Hi, Boris. 
you know how I got these scars? <laughs> All right. Wrong joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake, how are you, man? What's up? I feel Dude, like we I'm, haven't talked. You feel like what? We, we didn't talk we, yesterday. We didn't talk much yesterday. I was bummed. Maybe, but we just talked for like an hour before we just started recording. Don't tell the people that. Lift of the cup. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I'm good except like yesterday I had this really – I get headaches a lot. And last night I got this really awful headache. I went to bed and – I, I I went to sleep and then I woke up and I went to sleep and I was like, oh, it was like they get really bad. I woke up this morning and the first thing you do, you know, is like check your phone. And I look at my I look at my phone and I have a message on Messenger from a name I do not I do not like recognize. And it says, thanks, I'll ship these out today. And it's from like two in the morning. Oh, wow. And I'm like mm. and I'm like and I'm like, did I? Did I buy something in the middle of like, did I have like a headache induced buying spree? <laughs> and I, and I did. You did I did. You did a I, looked, I didn't real. I, it took, I, I, I started to remember it as I started like going back and reading the messages. And I, what happened was it was like one in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I got on, got on Facebook and a, there was a post in the, the Mondo marketplace and somebody was selling these prints. They were like super marked down. There was one print that I had been kind of, I'd been eyeing it for a long time. It's still available, but I've just never pulled the trigger on it. And he was selling it for like $20 cheaper than what you can get it for. And then there was also another print that I've always liked, but I'd never see it for sale. He was selling them both for like a good price. And I bought it at like one 30 in the morning. And then like, just kind of forgot because my head was killing me so bad. And then in the morning it was like a, it was like surprise. I love I like, that. Oh, surprise. I nice. spent a hundred dollars last Jake, night. Jake, listen, here's the deal. And you feel better now, right? Yeah. I feel fine good, now. Good. Um, you can make an argument that buying something was your Actually cure. helped, yeah. yeah. That's what I have to do. Yeah. Um, Seriously, what happened? Jake, I know you don't drink. I know you've never had a drop of alcohol in your life, and you never uh-huh. will. <laughs> but it would be pretty awesome to see Jake get kind of drunk. That's exactly what I was thinking. And just thinking. give him his eBay app and just see what happens. Yeah. You just want to see how much money I'll spend? Like, because I remember that happening with me early on. There was something that I was, like, looking at. I didn't understand oh, hold how on. eBay worked. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody knows Abby doesn't drink anymore. Not anymore, right. Um, and I remember one time back in those drinking days, I came home. It was 11 o'clock at night. Abby was on the computer, pretty drunk. Had been. And she looks at me and goes, just to let you know, I collect vintage My Little Pony now. <laughs> and I was like, what? I thought you were talking about the shoes that I like. I didn't understand how it worked. And like I bid and I won them. And I was, oh, no, I was, you don't understand how shoes work? Yeah. <laughs> or no, anything. Abby didn't understand how eBay <laughs> auctions work. Abby yeah. gets so drunk. She doesn't understand what shoes are. I didn't think I had to pay the money. I was like, no, I just bid. <laughs> She's like, I bid, but I, I won, but it's fine. I don't want them now. I don't but want I don't them. have the money. Now that I'm awake, That's I don't fun. want these shoes. If, I, if, if you think if I did that, do you think I would just. Do you think I would just end up going for the things that I've always wanted, but just been too scared to pull the trigger on? Or do you think I would just buy something no, ridiculous well, that's not the kind of thing I would normally get? Because well, I what, think it would unlock your true feelings. Yeah, yeah. You start buying stuff that you like that you'd be embarrassed to tell us about. Like, oh, so Jake bought a twenty-seven by forty original one sheet for Pretty One. Cool. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think with with alcohol, it, it kind of it. 
it lowers your inhibitions. So that thing in your head that goes, I probably shouldn't buy this because I can't really afford it. That's just mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. The thing it's that wants gone. you to look okay. at your money. It's yeah. Gone. You're just like, fuck it. I'll deal with the consequences at another time. That is not is right that, now. But is that what happened to me last night when I had a really extreme headache? Kind of. Possibly. I mean, you probably. Well, actually, I don't know. It kind of sounds like. You probably went to fuck it mode. Yeah. Which kind is of, kind of the same thing. It kind of sounds like you were sleepwalking or something. <laughs> sleep buying. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, sleep also, shopping. What uh, What were the prints? What, what did sleep you buy? Sleep bidding. Um, one of them is a Land Before Time print um, that I've yeah. seen. It's, I don't know if you, I, I forget who, who done it, but it has all the main um, characters and they're kind of, they're walking in a line, but they're walking on top of uh, sharp tooth. Oh, okay. dude. Uh, I've been watching that. It's movie. a very. On VHS. It's a very pretty print. The other one is just a dinosaur print. It has a it has a tyrannosaur and it has a stegosaurus on it, but it's almost like an infographic. It has like uh, it, it's like very uh, you know that you know that artist uh, Tom Whalen. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did one of the dinosaurs, and the other dinosaur is by someone else who I, I'm forgetting his name, but they're both you know his style. It's very distinct. They're both they both look like that, and then it's just like a bunch of facts about those dinosaurs and uh. I've seen it a few times, like browsing on like a espresso beans, but I've never seen anybody selling it. So, oh, yeah. so I fucking bought them both. Tight, dude. Very good. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Um, I haven't. Uh, I bought some stuff. I guess uh, this might go not in order of how we talked about it earlier, but that's fine. We can talk about uh, Force Friday. I, I've been buying. Yeah, I, I got some Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff. So last week. <laughs> uh, if they follow us on Instagram, if you people do stuff. that, yeah, and you've seen well, here's the thing. Last last week was uh, Triple Force Friday. It's the all the new Star Wars figures came out for the last uh, or the Rise of Skywalker, not the Last Jedi. There was no Rose <laughs> figures. Purchase. Stop it, uh, Rise of Skywalker, and then of course Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order, which is the game, and the Mandalorian, and. Uh, Listen, they've been doing these events for a long time. I think back in the day, back in the day, like 2018, when Toys R Us was still open, uh, it would kind of be like a midnight event. There'd be like, you know, freebies and people lined up. And listen, you don't really have that as much now. Uh, Walmart was open at midnight. Abby and I went. They were not stocked, though. I'll (laughs) tell you that much. Abby and I went on uh, quite the little adventure. Yeah, my anticipation level was that this was going to be like a lot of people. Um, well, because your your frame of reference is the the uh, the Phantom Menace uh, yeah. midnight sale of all the toys, where people are like, "I got twelve Darth Mauls!" I'm like yeah. freaking out. And the idea of going to a store to shop at midnight is like very exciting. It's very exciting. Something I hadn't done. Before. Uh, so we went to three or four WalMarts at midnight. It was a bit of a bust. Yeah. What would you say? We got one thing. We got one remote control Dio. Yeah, is, which is cool. It's cute. It's worth it. Although I was bummed to find out that it wasn't the nicest version of Dio. This happens every time. It's like this, a $60 one. Remember, there's like, there's like oh, here's one. the remote there's control. There's always a better one, yeah. yeah. It's like, here's the remote control There's BB-8. always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the better BB-8 and then the life-size BB-8. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's fine. It's still a good Dio. We did make a pit stop at... Uh, uh, Hawkins Middle School. Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. 
That's uh, Craig. That was your call because you went to uh, middle school or elementary school right in that area where we were shopping. And uh, you were like, hey, do you want to go to Hawkins? I think it's right down that road. So we GPS it and it was dark and scary. And we passed a cop on the way down there and Craig got very nervous. Um, but I got even more excited by that. I was like, let's get out of this car. Let's break in. Jake, immediately, I was very sad that you weren't there because I know that we all like to do film locations together. And I'd love to mm-hmm. go and do Stranger Things locations because that shit was really cool to see at night because it was lit from the inside and <laughs> just picturing craig being nervous like, about like, going no. to a middle school it's like craig chill out he was like no get in the car <laughs> it's really craig fun goes into dad mode yeah he's it's like grandma mode oh sorry i don't normally uh <laughs> break into public Education you, established. Did you guys, I do. Two in the morning. Did you guys, breaking did you guys break in, or no. did you just visit the he outside? Oh, me. so then there was nothing to. All be. I know is that at one point it turned around. I got very cold. It looked like it was snowing. Just kidding. None of that happened. No, and the sky <laughs> opened up. And we saw Finn Wolfhard. Yes, giving me his hand. He was like, "I will tell you the secrets of Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It was really cool. And uh, they have it. They've used it for the last couple of years on Stranger Things and it's still it's the gymnasium yeah thing, it has yeah. it still says Hawkins still Middle says School Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to Walmart again Another and then Walmart. it was a bust but yeah. long story short the next day hit up Target early and I was able to get mm-hmm. basically everything Can we put it this way I had I, when I woke up Craig had already been out and was back with like bags of black series <laughs> true on Abby woke up and she's I like went, Craig, <laughs> Craig I wish you would have showed up like I wish you would have came back to the house and woke Abby up dressed like Santa Claus <laughs> with all your Star Wars toys. Well, like you've a been a good little girl this year. Here's a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, it was great. I got everything I wanted. I'm mad I, that you didn't. I got um. It's so they for the Black series they did like these first edition uh, versions, which is just the only difference is that the box is white. And at first, that's I, enough. That's was, enough of a reason. I was like, oh, well, I'm getting all those. Um, but you know what? I bought I'm a loose collector and I it wasn't that important for me to get all the uh, white first edition. Uh, I had to draw a line somewhere. You can't go completely broke on Force Friday. Um, I mean, you could. Right. right. But we didn't. Um, we didn't. But I got I got the figures I needed. And I did not need to get the Job of the Hut playset because I everyone knows I already secured that. Although I forgot to mention, <laughs> um, during that entire time, during that hunt, when I was like on Instagram documenting my my failures, yeah. and uh, one of our listeners, I can't remember who, said, sent me a message and said, "Hey man, when when toy hunting, stay strong, stay Craig strong." Yeah. And I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Stay Craig Strong. Do we need Lance Armstrong style Craig Strong bracelets? Yeah. To give out to people? God, yes. I love that. Hashtag, YHS hashtag Craig Strong. Craig Strong. That way when you're out hunting. Like maybe you can maybe you can say that on one side, but then on, maybe like around the other side, you can say something about the barge, you know, since that kind of goes together. Right, yeah. right. Oh, like barge hard hashtag Craig Strong. Yeah. I like it. I'm I just putting it, it out there. Yeah, it's great. Branding. Hey, if people want a little rubber bracelets, they're not expensive to make. We can make this happen. Yeah, I wanted to make hashtag break the Craig curse a thing, too. Because here's the thing. When, here's the thing. Jake. You had to stay Craig strong this week. Mm-hmm. I did. Right? God. Tell the story. Well, should we talk about it? Yeah, because I okay. want people to know that it's not being Craig strong. It's not just. 
it's it's, not, it's it's an it's a lot more than it's a life it problem. Is. It's yeah. not a state of mind. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> it is. you wake up. Um, so <clears throat> the uh, the the Jurassic World Legacy Collection Brachiosaur that they uh, you know we we've seen pictures of it a while back. Um, it was supposed to hit stores October the 6th, um, but like a, a full week early, it started hitting shelves. People were buying it. I was seeing it all over Instagram and people were like, hey, I, I saw a post that said something like I about the, the October 6th street date being incorrect and it's out there. So people are buying it. Um, got a hold of my contact at a Target and I was like, hey, do you guys have this? Your they man on the inside? My yep, my man on the inside. They checked for me, um, and they were like, "We actually just got it today." It, it's the system is showing that it just came on the truck. We only got one of them, and a couple hours later, I got another message, and they were like, "Hey, we found it. You can come up here and pick it up." Right. This was on so October the sixth was a Sunday. This was that Tuesday, I think. Right. We Tuesday talked. Or well, we talked. Yeah. We covered this portion last week. Okay. Right. right. So, oh, we did, didn't we? Right. Right. Um. But it's a good refresher. Yeah, I went to pick it up, and when I got there, um, they, it, it was locked. They yeah. wouldn't let me have it. Yeah. So I found out that there was a glitch in the system and that a lot of people were able to pick it up early, but the glitch was fixed. I love the so idea that, of, like, Dennis Nedry at Target headquarters. He uh, did I it. was thinking of Cypher. <laughs> it was him. No, no, no. Um, it was Dennis Nedry. And John <laughs> Hammond walked up. He's like, we've got people trying to buy brachiosaurus and you've got Butterfingers? <laughs> <laughs> um, they told me, uh, they were like... They were like, since we only, I, they were like, since we only got one, you should, you, you know, you should get online and try to uh, buy it and then just do store pickup. But you won't be able to do that until like midnight on Sunday. Sunday rolls around. I try to do that. It doesn't show up on the store. Um, I, I wait. I, I like check it a couple times during the night. It's never there. So then I'm like, I guess I'm just gonna have to get up early and go to Target. Um, I. They open at eight. I did not make it at eight o'clock. I, I think I got up. I got there like around nine thirty, and and it was on the shelf. Which kind of I told you this. It really surprised me that it was actually on the shelf the day of its like release because usually, you know, that doesn't fucking happen. You guys mm-hmm. just talked about going through it with the Star Wars, and not only that, like they had a. My target is usually pretty bad with like getting the toys restocked or being out on time. There was a very, very nice, large star Wars display. I, I, I got a good look at a lot of that new stuff. Um, and, and they had the Brachiosaur and I brought it home and it is the best figure that, that it is the best like Jurassic park figure they've put out. It's so good looking. It's very large. I instantly want 10 more of them. Yeah. It's a very beautiful figure that if anybody sees that, it's only 50 bucks. It's well worth that price. Gotta get it. Yeah, it's very cute. You put up a really cute story on Instagram, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah it was great. And I want one myself. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got your hands on it. And yeah, as far as uh, Force Friday goes and, and all that, I did, like I said, I got all the new release Black Series figures that I, that I wanted, uh, which is all of them. I am a completist collector for Black Series, so I do not pick and choose. It's not like I only get people from the original trilogy. I'm buying them all. Yeah. Even characters I'm not 100% familiar with. Like the new ones from the game, like the second sister Inquisitor or uh, Cal cool. Estes. Hey, she's cool looking, man. Look, she's badass. That's a cool name. God damn it. They're all falling yeah, over. She's face down right now in a detox. 
<laughs> hey, you know, guys. Dio's knocked over. Kind of, kind of off topic, but not really. You remember that Godzilla video I made about the song with the song yeah. when it came yeah. out? Of course. I was watching that the other day. Yes. And uh, because I just watch my own videos of over course. and over, I do too. All and the time. Uh, I I noticed something in the video. Okay. Um, at one point. So, you know, it's like a lot of there's just like a lot of clips together. It's like kind of edited. And but at one point, my Dennis Nedry figure uh-huh. falls over oh, in my yeah. Jurassic Park detail. I love that. And the rest of the video, I was just staring at it. And it's like right at the edge of like just falling down. Oh, like, my God. Oh. It happens in the video. If you like go back and Have watch you it, you can watch it, it happen. And is it still <laughs> like that? It is sticks. It is fixed now. Yeah. Good. Um, oh, good. I was yeah. worried. So, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It's fun when new figures come out and it's mm-hmm. fun to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only yeah. thing I'm waiting on is uh, this was on back order for a while. But the Emperor, the Black Series Emperor with the throne uh, is finally shipping from Amazon. Mm. And I completely forgot I ordered this. But my uh, WWE Mattel San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim figure came I in today. I love that. It's so God, that's much. a beautiful figure. I'm it's so glad you got that. I'm, I'm, I... They they it was sold out. Ooh, yeah. Dude, I trouble in the big time. Yeah. Yep. My brother and I were big Slim Jim fans. We would take him on the Abby, road. do your macho man. I can't. You already do it so well. Ooh. Well, me and Craig did it. You do it. I don't have to do it. I was sharing a memory from right. childhood about how much I like Slim Jims. Here's a memory from childhood. <laughs> Jealous eyes, brother. He's got lust <laughs> in his eyes. Yeah. I didn't touch her. God, Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Miss Liz, I like her. Anyways, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, she was. Anyways, so well, just trying to be screen accurate. It's yeah. a great figure. Entertainment Earth. You know what? I love ordering something from Entertainment Earth. Mm-hmm. They send you an actual physical catalog. Yeah, I like that, that so was very so, much. I was flipping through it today, and like I literally everything in there I know about, but I was like, ooh, ooh. circling this. Ooh, <laughs> it's so satisfying to be able to like peel through the pages when you're sitting down having some cereal. Oh. Think about each item, like you might want to get it and circle it. Um, I love magazines and yep. catalogs. So, oh, and also last thing, I did pick up the real Ghostbusters spectral set. From GameStop because it is on sale. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 40. oh, for how much? I think it was eighty, so it's like forty bucks off. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, you get still not going to buy it. Six figures with it. That's right there. I, yeah. I I uh, I'm I'm so behind on that line. Period. I I still want to pick up. I still need to pick up like the last three of the real Ghostbuster figures mm-hmm. oh shit i forgot to even put this on our rundown mm. ghostbusters the video game remastered is uh, out ha! Huh, i know <laughs> i played it the other night it was a lot of fun yeah you had Jake, never played the play- game before no i hadn't i legitimately it's kind of like you have to focus it's like a little difficult <laughs> um but it's a lot of fun when you're going through the sedgwick because we were recently in the um the Biltmore hotel yeah. so it's hey, kind of Jake, reminiscent you, you told me the story off the air but it was so much fun T- tell 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 the listeners of the YHS audience, uh, is that what they are? That's what they are. Yeah. Tell sure. our, YHS universe. Tell the Yes Have Some universe who are always staying Craig strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make this a thing. Yeah. Um, what happened as you were playing the game? Are you? I'm not sure. You're, are you talking about where where I started over? Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. 
I was playing it and I wasn't even, uh, I can't even remember which ghost or whatever part I was at, but I kept dying. I kept, <laughs> I kept getting the mission failed. First of all, I love my favorite part about the Ghostbuster game. Isn't the fact that it's, you know, perfect and that it looks really good and you get to, it just really feels like you're a Ghostbuster. That's not my favorite part. My favorite part is that when you or any of the other team falls over, it's so like, it's like they're dead. Yeah. They fall over limp yep. and they're like limbs and their bodies, like moving all these like unnatural, yeah. like you're like, yeah. Oh, he's dead. Look at him dead. Um, over there. It's very funny to me, but uh, I just kept getting a mission failed and I wasn't even that far in the game. And I've played in, this game all the way through multiple times before. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and, um, I realized that I was like on the hard mode and I was like, fuck that. Oh. And I started it completely over. I was like, I want to play this on the easiest mode possible because all I want to do is just catch ghosts. I don't want to, yeah. I don't care about how difficult and how many trophies I can get. I just want to fucking play it through. Yeah, so. I want to explore. And also Craig had some difficulty too. Let's be honest. When well, you were doing the test round, like where it's just, I, you Hey, I got stuck on the tutorial Oh my because God. I'm playing it on switch. It was and like 15 minutes. I literally, it was late at night. I was tired. <laughs> we kept hearing the same, like the same ghost noise the, without, I, you know, without it, ceasing. Can I tell my goddamn story? <laughs> Am I allowed to tell my story? Yes. Jesus. I I was like, well, this is really hard. This is just the test part. We can't get past I this I like how you, Abby calls the tutorial the test. It's whatever. The test. You will be test. I did not. I was not raised on video games. I'll call them whenever I want. I was pressing the wrong button for slamming the ghost. Mm -hmm. And um. I was like, okay, I have them in the stream. The trap's open. Why is I just for like 10 minutes straight? I was pressing. I was like, it says to press this button and I'm doing it. There's something wrong with the game. Uh, but that's not true. I was just pressing the wrong button. <laughs> and then it, it became very easy to pass the test. Yeah. And then I took over and it was really fun. Yeah. So it's fun. It's great. I mean, listen, we, we right now is the calm before the storm. Yeah. Next year mm -hmm. is going to be insane. Mm -hmm. We just need to take deep breaths. But it's very special that they remastered this game and released it. And it is the same game, but yeah. it is it is graphically enhanced. It just uh, looks better. It looks I'd like better. to watch someone who's really good at it play. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> so not me. We can get it's Jake. It. <clears throat> Jake just well, said he I'll, be, I'll be over you? there. I'll be over there tomorrow. Will you? You? I know. A. I know you will. Um. Will you actually play it so we can watch you? Because I really want. Absolutely. To see you. Okay. Good. I, I have very enjoyed. Like I, I got this PlayStation. Um. I got a PlayStation Four a while back, and I traded it for tattoos because I really, really wanted to play that Jurassic Park, uh, builder game. Yeah. I got it. I played probably about four or five hours worth and I've never touched it again. I bought games that are still in the wrapper. I haven't even opened them. They're just sitting here. But since I got the Ghostbuster game, I just all I want to like, I'm ready for us to be done here so I can get back on this game. It's Hell very, yes. it just completely takes you into that world. Yeah. It's just fun. The only thing I don't like about it is that you aren't like racing each other and there aren't bananas um, I do love Mario Kart, um, but I really like playing the Ghostbusters. Oh, so you like the bananas in Mario Kart? Yeah, That's I do. I like when you get the three that circle you like a protective layer. Nobody likes the bananas. I like them. I think You're a liar. 
Whatever. You're lying. I mean, bullets <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever. If you okay, yeah, you're right. But in a song. So yeah, congratulations to everybody who worked on getting that game out. Uh, I know everybody was buying it, and uh, hopefully they're they're talking about if it, if it goes well and there's enough demand, maybe add adding some like downloadable content, and new stuff. I know you can get a golden proton pack, which kind of sounds cool. That's cool. But then again, wasn't there a thing where Jake found some uh, doors for we talking about that? What did he find? He found the oh, there's the Ecto one A doors yeah. are in the firehouse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's like the that was cool. <clears throat> the, the Ghostbusters two sign and the the doors with the the Ecto the the Ghostbusters two logo are, are like hiding in one of the in a, like a back room that I didn't I didn't see that when I played the game you know the first time yeah yeah. Um, it's great that this is all happening. And also for any video game fans out there, it was announced officially that the PS five will be released, uh, next year. So oh, okay. cool. great. Another thing we have to buy. Of course. I'm not going <laughs> to not buy it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it buy no games, but be happy that I have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just put it away somewhere. Just yeah. watch Blu-rays on it. Yeah. It is going to have a built-in 4K player. 4K, oh. uh, so now we can get a 4K TV. We're behind in the world. Yeah, I know. Jake, do you have a 4K? What do you got? No. Oh, okay, I, good. I, don't, I feel uh, better I don't. knowing that you hey, need that. My TV is not great. Abby and I were at Best Buy the other day, and uh, Abby goes, hey, is there something better than 4K? And I said, no, there's not. And then right then out of the corner of my eye, I saw an 8K TV. And I was like, just, I was like, just walk by. Keep on going. Do not acknowledge the 8K. Too many Ks. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, something that was going on. Uh, Ghostbusters. You like that? That was pretty good. Yeah. It's like uh, Seinfeld. I am. <gasps> Another Bobka? Yeah, but I wanted to talk about uh, Ghostbusters. So um, over the weekend... Pictures started popping up on different social media accounts of the Ghostbusters 2020, a.k.a. Ghostbusters 3, a.k.a. Rust City uh, rap party up in Calgary. So um, I think everybody was a little bit surprised because we all were assuming that there was a little bit more filming to be done. I did a little bit of research and asked a few questions and the... uh, conclusion i came to is that it's not that uncommon for a rap party to happen near the end of a production but maybe it's not completely over and if anybody looked at jason reitman's instagram today they would have seen that they're still filming so uh day oh, si- weird yeah so um, why do they do i wouldn't want a rap party before it was a- that seems that seems like i don't know that seems wrong to like how can you have a rap party and be like, cool, we did it. And then be like, all right, see you guys on set tomorrow, eight o'clock. Yeah. And then when you actually do finish, there's no like, party. Oh, there's no party. We already yeah. had it. So I have, so I feel like the rap party is, is for the cast and crew, right. Uh, to celebrate the, the, you know, that the production is finished, but I have a feeling maybe there's a chance that because there is so much, this is literally just me making this up, but you never know. There's a lot of secrecy around this movie and it could be that other parts or other actors are done. Maybe like the main portion of, of the cast is done and the crew is done and they had a send off. That's what I was thinking. But maybe there's like some more stuff that needs to be filmed. That doesn't need uh, a party, a party or no, maybe yeah. Like, you know, scheduling makes sense for, 
this. Yeah, it could be. A, it's more than likely a scheduling thing. But a lot of times, you know how the, if there's a nude scene in a movie, they have a closed set. Only the people that are maybe there's a Dan Aykroyd nude scene nice. in this movie. And they they can only have certain people on set. <laughs> for Dan Aykroyd. It's, class, it's a classy, though. It's, <laughs> it's classy nude. It's just him getting out of the tub. <laughs> just a full frontal shot of Dan Aykroyd and Slimer's out of- like his butler with a towel oh. hey Spud give me a towel uh, now I now I just want to see that me too. I think I want to see that <laughs> the towels are all steamy because Slimer gets them all hot for Dan Aykroyd <laughs> anyways uh, oh my god uh, so there was uh, there was pictures um, and it looked it looked like a fun party. There was a big inflatable Stay Puffed. There was a DJ apparently playing Ghostbusters on repeat because every Instagram story I saw posted was uh, of Ghostbusters being played. But w- w- is there another song you'd even want at that point? No, I guess not. not. Like I if that's what <clears throat> I mean, if I worked on Ghostbusters three, that's the only song I'd ever want to hear again. Right. Yeah. Um, but Finn Wolfhard <laughs> was there. McKenna Grace and Logan Kim were dancing around the stage. I saw that. And I wanna, I wanna, uh, I wanna admit something right now. I got jealous. I wanted to be there, dude. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I was kind of, uh, kind of wish I could have gone. Yeah, I, yeah. Logan Kim uh, and McKenna Grace are two people that I feel like I would connect with for some reason. Like I just want to be hanging out with them in a very like. Friendly, fun way, obviously. I just, I feel, I what, feel uh, their energy. No, you want to be their mean babysitter? Yeah, no, I don't want to babysit. <laughs> Go to bed. No, I just, McKenna Grace reminds me of friends that I had, like, weird homeschool, like, creative types that, like, are, like, to just, I just, I understand her energy, and I really want to, I want to be able to, like, talk to her or meet her at some point. That's just I want I'm Logan Kim to come hang out yeah. and be like, dude, his, okay, that kid, if you follow him on Instagram, he is about... Delicious ice cream and cookies and yeah, cakes. Calories. And and he collects toys and loves toys and rest. And like and like like of course. That's what my life is about. Yeah. I'm all about collecting toys and eating ice cream. Yeah. I can relate. Uh Jake, did you see the interview with Finn Wolfhard from Entertainment Tonight? I didn't watch it. So no. he was um I guess he's in the Adams Family movie. He's doing the voice of Pugsley. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. really funny. He's he's being interviewed at the premiere and they asked him if he was familiar with Adams Family. And he was like, it was really funny the way he said it because he was just like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know how he talks kind of. He's like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like I was really happy to do. It. It's like a really important franchise. And like he was like, honestly, I just I'm pretty familiar with Adams Family values. <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that. I love that. It's like a little of the original. Um, well, that's really, the better of the two, I yeah, think. Yeah, agreed. But they asked him about Ghostbusters, and, and he did say, you know, it's a great cast. And he he called out Logan Kim specifically. It was yeah. like, this kid's never worked on a movie, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exciting. Yeah, sure really is. Cool. He used I'm the a, word faithful, which has been... said it's faithful to yeah. the originals. Mm-hmm. Which, what does that mean? Is there a bathtub? Is Oscar in it? <laughs> I hope so. If, I want Dan Aykroyd to be in the bathtub. Um, no, but I think this is going to be, yeah, I, I am excited. Uh, thinking about where we are now with this film in comparison to where we were right before Answer the Call came out in 2016, I was thinking about it, like watching Finn Wolfhard talking about um, the movie and the process. It, I don't, I feel like a weird sense of like peace and calm and mm-hmm. less like, cause yeah. I, I said initially I was like, I want to say I felt giddy, but like, I feel 
this calm, serious, grounded excitement um, about the movie, which wasn't there with Answer the Call. It's like this... I can take a breath and relax and know that it's coming and that everything that I'm that I've gotten from it has been like all the little teases and little tidbits that uh, Jason Reitman has posted. Like those are those have like such good reference to like the original content that it's like I have no concern. Well, You get the I've, I've gotten the vibe all along that Jason Reitman gets it mm-hmm. like he's going to make his the movie he wants to make. Because those teases are all canon. Yeah, but he gets, like, they know there's a level of importance to this movie for for a lot of different people, not just from, like, a a business perspective. Obviously, Sony wants to have a hit movie, especially after, like, uh, Men in Black bombed, you know? Like, they they want a, a viable franchise. And, like, after all the stuff that happened after Answer the Call, like, yeah, it was just a weird time for the fandom. Mm-hmm. I'm probably sure it was a weird time for Ghost Corps. It was weird for everybody because that movie didn't pan out the way uh, that everybody hoped it would. Yeah. Uh, but that's a really good point. There were no tears being shed about Answer the Call on a stage before it was made the way that we saw at Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Ivan, right? Yeah, Jason they're, they're right. It. All the tears were shed after Answer the Call came out. <laughs> uh, Jake, what? Uh, how would you compare like the feelings of, okay, when Answer the Call was about done filming, like we had seen some teases, right? We saw the proton packs, we saw the suits, we saw some set pictures, we didn't really have a, a good vibe for the tone of the movie. How would you compare how you feel about this movie versus what you were feeling back in <clears throat> late 2015? Well, it's a little, <clears throat> it's hard to do that comparison because when we were, when answer the call was coming out, it was almost, it was, it was all such a nervous, ex- like I, I was still excited for everything that was happening, but it was so, I was so much more nervous about everything. And, we had to, you know, once the news broke that that was a remake and it was just all a new thing, it's like you kind of had to be, I don't know, you had to almost just put everything you know about Ghostbusters out of your head. And we had to be, we had to just be open minded and be like, all right, this is all going to be completely different. And it could be good, it could be bad, it could be weird, uh, whatever. And you just had to kind of take it as it, as it came. But this time it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's different because every, like you just said, like I, I feel kind of the same way Abby does. Like I feel calm about it. I haven't been, I haven't been stressed. I'm just like, I'm excited to see where this is going, but it feel, it just, I feel less like I'm going to have a heart attack uh-huh. than I did when I, when I answer the call. Cause it was like, I don't know. It's hard to, yeah, I feel like I remember what I, could, I wrote down for how I felt in 2016 was ever hopeful, but very nervous. Yeah. I feel I was, like every, yeah. with, with everything we saw from 2016, from the first, from the announcement all the way up through the trailer, all the way up to the movie coming out, it was I followed up every positive thought I had with, I think, where it was like, oh, here's the proton pack. Oh, I like that. I think. Yeah. Here, here's the Ecto. Oh, that could really work. I think. And like, even the first trailer <laughs> was like, I think I really liked it. But like, I, I didn't even have the ability. I was so invested in wanting it to be good. I didn't have the, the ability to like look at anything with a possible 
critical eye or even be like, hey, this doesn't feel like the right direction. Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel like the right director or the right cast or the right script or whatever. Um, But even down to like the little things where it was like, why? Why are the suits? Why do they have these giant orange stripes? Why are they so ugly? Why? Why? (laughs) Like that was the first thing that I remember seeing that that was. Literally the first thing because to drop, right? Here's the, the thing. Of the- here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ivan Reitman can describe uh, the Ghostbusters as firemen all he wants. He's not like firemen. They are badass looking. The flight suit with the gold zippers and a proton pack and all the gear, it, it, like, it oozes like, oh, that is cool. That every, yeah, because it's an it's an Air Force flight suit yeah. and this gear that has this just really like worn real world like tangible yeah. heavy look to it with it's cool the, lights it's 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 just like it's nerdy it's the best designed it's the best designed movie equipment ever made like it just yeah. is it's like it's all the gear is pretty simple but it just the the curves and the way it's put together it's just it's it's like a it's like a work of art, you know. Yep. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, somebody came up with this, and it just looks right. it looks real. And maybe it looks it's, used. It's perfect. And maybe it's more realistic to think in this world of Ghostbusters that they would just get some like garbage or some uh, whatever the suits were like utility worker suits. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Those suits and answer the call. Those aren't those aren't real. Right. You can't go out and buy those. Those exactly. were made custom for the movie when in Ghostbusters, you can go buy a fucking army jumpsuit or a navy jumpsuit. Whatever the fuck they're wearing in answer the call. I didn't think it looked I didn't think it was awful, but I remember thinking like it was such a weird thing. They didn't seem to fit the cast. I was like I remember being like, well, how come Kate McKinnon and, and, uh, God, uh, Chris, uh, what's Kristen her name? Wiggs. Kristen Wiggs. Yeah. I remember being like, well, how come they couldn't make the two bigger girls suits fit them better? Like it, they looked too baggy. And I'm yeah. like, why does all this, the why suits is were this weird? Why couldn't you make this look better? It just did not. It's like, if you're going to make a custom right. suit. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, put the thought. I'm like, me. come on. Yeah. And there's just weird choices. Like, like I get that they wanted to make it different. Like I I will fully say that the best thing answer the call could have done is to just go way different. Just make it so different from, from what we knew that way you're not comparing it. But what it is, it's like, well, that Ecto one kind of looks like the original. It's just way worse. Those flight suits kind of look like the original, but they're way worse. Those proton packs look nothing like the original, but they're definitely worse. So it's like, it had so much going against it, and then you just kept going. Well, maybe it'll just be great and funny, and it just it just didn't pan out. So now we're in this situation where I was reading an interview with Francis Francois Adoy. I think that's how you say his name. He's the production designer on the movie. He consulted with the son of the original production designer of Ghostbusters, who has passed away, just to get in his head and learn a little bit about Mm -hmm. what was going on on that set that made it so special. And that's speaking of which that little clip of Rick Moranis and uh, Sigourney Weaver, like interacting behind the scenes with Ivan Reitman. Did you see that? that 
I did. I did yeah. see that. It's great. Yeah, that's the good stuff that I think they're pulling from for this new movie. Right, because if you just look at that scene, right? So there, it's a Ivan Reitman. This was on Twitter today. I had never seen it before. Apparently, it's from like a laser disc or something. But it's a small clip of. Uh, Rick Moranis kind of goofing around with Sigourney Weaver. And it's great. Like on, on I, you can view it with two lenses. The first lens is, Oh, it's really funny to see them uh, on set for Ghostbusters interacting in this way. And like just making Ivan Reitman laugh and he's making Sigourney laugh. And she's like, well, come on, let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. That's one way to look at it, but it's only like a 20 second clip, but just looking at that stage with mm-hmm. the lighting and the smoke, it's the scene where uh, they're laying on the bench where gatekeeper, uh, yeah, the gatekeeper and the key master are laying there and it just looks awesome. Yeah, it looks great. Every it, It's so weird, like everything being uh, kind of an example that I, I rewatched um, The Lost World uh, a couple nights ago and it's been a while since I've seen it, but one thing that really struck me while I was watching it is that how much, how much of it is practical. And I mean, like, and I don't mean, I don't just mean like the dinosaur stuff. Like there's so, you know, whenever the T-Rex is, is, is in, is in, uh, you know, he's on like the mainland, he's in San, San Francisco or whatever. Yeah. Every car he bumps into is a real car. You know, whenever he hits that bus and like knocks the bus over, that's not like a CGI bus. Right. And, I, and you can and you can watch the uh, there's like a special feature where they show how they had to build something to rig that bus to kind of fall over. And and it, and it was like I'm watching this movie and there's so many instances of other things other than the dinosaurs that aren't CGI that I'm like, OK, that all of this would be a hundred percent CGI in in the in the new in the new Jurassic World movies. It's just like it's all none of this stuff that's practical is practical anymore, and that's kind of an issue even with Ghostbusters and Answer the Call. Like that was one of the things about Answer the Call that was like annoying was how just fake everything yeah, looked. Smoke and mirrors. It felt like yeah. the entire. I think time. the only. I think. So, like, when they're in Times Square, that entire scene is green screen. Like, literally, besides them, it's the for them. And listen, a lot of movies are like that. Avengers is like that. There's Right, right. The difference is you can go to Times Square. You can't go to Wakanda, you know? And that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, when it's something that you know is real and it's... That literally the f- echoes what we were just talking about with the uniforms. When it's something that you know is real and tangible that you right. can go out there and get, it's much more believable. I th- I do think though, if, if in the special features of answer the call that when Rowan steps on the taxi cab, they smashed a real taxi cab. And to be honest, that's one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that looks yeah. kind of cool. Practical that's like the usage. one, and that's the kind of stuff that I feel like I miss across the board. It's not just that's not just me calling like answer the call out. It's just across the board stunts and things like that like i know not every dinosaur can be a practical effect you know but when you go back and you're watching these older movies and there's just all of these other instances of things you know getting destroyed or something and i'm like oh 
that's that's what you can tell that's a real boat right there getting yeah. destroyed or that's a real you know car crash or something and like that's just all done this is like this is like you know in danger of going off on a completely different tangent no dude i'm about to talk about I'm killer tra- clowns from outer space oh okay I like yeah i just wanted i just wanted to throw that in there because it feels like this is the opposite way that oh, like we're going bring, with jason so i gotta bring this up before we because we're about to talk about joker yeah do it um this week, Martin, the, the controversy was Martin Scorsese came out and said like Marvel movies aren't real movies; they're like theme parks, and they're not. You can, there's no way that you can have the same emotional depth in an actor in a like a superhero. I don't think movie. that's fair. Well, yeah, you tell that to anybody who watched uh, ten movies build up to fucking Iron Man dying. Yeah, right. yeah, motherfucker. Fuck you, Martin Scorsese. But Ew. also. Jennifer Aniston came out today and said, there's no good movies anymore. Everything's just Marvel. And I wanted to be like, hey, Jennifer Aniston, um, fuck off. No one's asking you to be Bye, mom. Good- <laughs> like, See you later. Like, shut up. Nobody needs Jennifer. I'll, I will entertain Martin Scorsese's opinion. I will not What entertain- movies are she wa- like... <laughs> Whatever. There's plenty of good Dude, movies. these actors don't even, like, watch every... Like, I was watching... You ever watch that show Hot Ones on YouTube? No. It, do you know... Have you heard of it? You know what it is? No. no. It's like a 30-minute show where they take an actor and they just – it's like an interview show. They just ask them questions. But while they do it, they're eating a string of hot wings that get hotter and hotter. So by the time – usually by the time they get to the end, uh, the actor is like trying to answer questions through crying and you know, yeah. reacting to the hottest hot That's sauce fun. in the world. Oh, I have seen this show. Okay. I like it. Um, Makes me I was wa- it's a great show. I was watching one and Ashton Kutcher was on it. And he says something to the cameraman and then he goes, he goes, uh, Hey, what's your shirt say? And he goes, what does that say? Uh, midsummer. What is midsummer? And the, and the guy and the, the cameraman is like, it's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And Ashton Kutcher's like, Oh, I've never heard of it. I'll, I'll look it up. And I'm like, you're an actor. Like, and, and I know you don't act like, I know Ashton Kutcher's not in like, you know, he's not in real movies. Like it's his debatable. movies are all like yeah. popcorn fluff bullshit. But it's but weird it's like, because the original name of Hereditary was Dude, Where's My Mom? I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, don't, I was like, don't you think that actors would know what the other big movie, like that's your field. Not all of them. Yeah. There's, I, I guess not. It was just, it was weird to me. I was like, oh, he has no idea what that movie is. And I know like Midsummer wasn't. You know, it wasn't a mainstream, you know, big movie, but like it's a very good movie made by a director who when when Hereditary came out was very much like that wasn't that was he was praised for that. Hereditary was very good. And it was like it's just weird to me that he didn't know what that was at Let's all. Let's send him a copy. Let's make that a YHS thing. First, <laughs> I need to see Midsommar first. Yeah. But no, it's kind of like it it, it's just weird. Like in this, the, we don't have to go on the, the Scorsese thing like. Listen, he's one. My thing with Martin Scorsese is along the lines of like, you are one of the greatest directors of all time. You will be very much remembered for, you know, just Goodfellas, Casino, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman's coming out. Like you've done it all. Why? Why even? Why even acknowledge over fifty or sixty complaining about all the young people on their cell phones? Yeah, it's just like like, you don't. I don't understand. Out of touch. I don't understand why. Like, so like if he, you know, yeah, he's made some really great films, and I just don't understand why some directors think that every movie made needs to be 
you know, the highest, the highest quality, highbrow, like that's not, you know, movies, not every single movie needs to be this like dramatic, important, you know, fucking work of a masterpiece. Like that's not how it needs to be. Like, why do you think everything needs to be exactly like what you're making? Yeah. It's annoying. Sometimes you need to make a Marvel movie. You should be like, Hey, this is, I'm going to make the best Marvel movie you've ever seen. Like, go do it. Yeah, do it. Like, shut up and do it. With Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Uh, I would watch that. eh. Hmm. What? I'm not not sold on either one of those actors. That just sounds like something that's been passed down from generation to generation that I'm supposed to believe. I I, I rewatched um what movie was it I I rewatched Taxi Driver last week yeah and that's a very good movie it is a very good movie and I think Robert De Niro is pretty great in it but I was like did he forget how to act he doesn't he's not a very good actor anymore and I know he's not in a whole lot but uh I thought his acting in Joker was pro- maybe the worst thing about Joker dude he's not very good in it. All right, I guess we're about to talk about Joker. Yeah, I guess we're talking about Joker. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we do that, let's talk about Patreon. That's right. Yes, have some podcast is on Patreon, and you can get bonus episodes every month for five dollars down and five dollars a month. You are going to have complete access to the Yes Have Some bonus archive, and all you got to do is go to Patreon.com/slash Yes Have Some and sign up, and you are going to be able to get in and listen to all of that bonus content, two to three bonus episodes a month. We just recorded one last week. We did Abby's Halloween MySpace quiz, and I've been meaning to ask you, did you come up with most of those questions? Yeah, except for the ones that I directly ripped, like the spaghetti question. That's a That was a great quiz. Thanks. We got a lot of good feedback. It was fun. Yeah, it was a bunch yeah. of fun. I want to do a Thanksgiving one. Okay, I can make that. I can make it happen. Can we please talk about Killer Clowns next week, though, on our bonus episode? Because I keep trying to talk about it on this episode. You can talk about it. No, we'll make it bonus. We can talk about it. I do. All right. Okay. Okay. I just liked it. Well, we'll, we'll, there's a Killer Clowns house at Halloween Horror Nights. So that'll be a good time to talk about it. You're in the middle of the house. I'm like, Abby, talk to the microphone. Talk, 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 talk. talk, talk. Well. Listen, if you want to get in on the Patreon community and help support, yes, have some, help keep the lights on, pay for all of the hosting costs, things like that. It's only five bucks and uh, we really appreciate it. We love our patrons. We love everybody who uh, helps support us and we like to give back with fun entertaining bonus content that's a little bit different than what you would normally hear mm-hmm. on a regular episode. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. And while we're talking about that, we invite everybody free of charge to join the official Facebook group, the discussion group for yes, have some podcast, which is yes, have some group therapy yes. on Facebook. Discover us, Abby, yes. let them know how they can get there. So easy. Log into Facebook, search for Yes Have Some Podcast, find our page, give it a like. That way you can keep up with us and all of the cool things we post. Scroll down that page, you'll find Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy appear. Click that, ask to join either myself, Jake, or Craig. We'll accept you. We have like over 600 members now. It's always growing. Every week there's more, and I'm so excited about it. So come and join, and you can share your opinions about Joker and uh, the books and movies and things that you're uh, reading and enjoying and watching and stressing about and the the Star Wars toys that you can get or maybe you can't get at your store. You can come to group therapy and talk about it with us. Join up. We love you guys, and 
Thank you, Craig, for letting me do that every week. I just got bummed. There's a showing of Scream 2 at the Plaza Theater tonight. I'd like to go see that. Uh, hey, next time you oh, do, wow. Abby, next time you do the Facebook thing, I'm going to do this the whole time. And I'm going to ask you if you're dragging or are you rushing? Are you rushing or are you dragging? <laughs> I don't about. like that. I'm going to get really rushing dressed for you. Um, <laughs> but I would like if you played some music. <laughs> Can you do that? Can I play Whiplash? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, you can't sing. That's a very con. Hey, listen. What is happening? That's a song from the Joker from like football games. Yeah. It's also very another controversial. Super controversial. You guys remember when the most controversial thing about Joker is when. Oh, Jake, you didn't recognize that? Remember when the most controversial thing about Joker was when he had a damaged tattooed on his forehead <laughs> yeah uh all right let's talk about joker it's out uh if you haven't seen it we're, we'll get into some spoiler territory here so please uh don't listen or do don't really care it's up to you but if you want to see it i'd go in fresh um man this movie is controversial and i'm still trying to figure out why why i don't know why I'm i don't never- i don't get it either like i i i know like people you know, people were doing all that that freak out thing before they even saw it about like the mental health issue or whatever. But I don't I don't know if I think that really applies to this movie. But also, like, I, I, I don't there's nothing in this movie to me that seems like, yeah, maybe it's maybe it is violent. But, you know, honestly, it's not as violent as a lot of other movies that are coming out. It's just, maybe it's just the fact that it's like a. A, a quote unquote like superhero movie comic book yeah I don't know I don't get it either but it's not a superhero movie it's it takes no. place no to I mean me, it is a comic book movie to, right this is it's what a comic I felt, book movie. before we get into our opinions of it I would say the Joker is the equivalent or Joker not yeah. the Joker is the equivalent them. of a one shot graphic novel that is adult oriented yeah. yeah. kids mm-hmm. should not go see it and. And all the controversy seems kind of manufactured. And I'm normally not one to like blame the media, but it really seems like the media wanted a mass shooting to happen. I think that they know that talking it's, about such would bring like more people to, to like, like nothing has stories. Like, because, this, no, I didn't think was, from my perspective, I was, I enjoyed the movie and whoa, I, oh. we're not even there oh. yet. All right, go for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was tying into what you were saying, like the the issue of mental health and gun control. I think those are two themes that are covered heavily in this movie. Those are controversial subjects and they go hand in hand. So I have Mm -hmm. a feeling that people who didn't understand what the movie was about from the outside and just understood that there were shootings related to the Batman Dark Knight uh, Rises. Is it? So this is. Yeah. I think they're probably confusing some things. This is where reacting to some things without ever seeing them. This is where this all originated. Um, there was the there was a the the theater shooting in 2012 at the Dark Knight Rises midnight screening in Aurora, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, where the guy was a psychopath. He's in th- this rumor. I don't know how it got started, but there's this, this, it's almost like, uh, taken on a life of his own that he was dressed up as the Joker. He wasn't. If anything, he looked like the Riddler. Yeah. He looked like Jim Carrey Riddler. He had yeah. orange hair. He wasn't dressed as the Joker. I don't even know how much validity there was to any of that, but 
the, the, the controversy stemmed from two different places. One was from this, where, uh, that theater, the Aurora theater chose out of respect to the families to not show Joker, uh, which is fine. They have every right to do that. And then the parents of some of the survivors were like, uh, protesting Warner brothers saying like, all I know is that a lot of people formed opinions about the movie before seeing it. Yeah. They labeled it, oh, it's an incel uh, movie. Oh, this is going to inspire people. Oh, this is going to embolden people. And it's just like, it's a fucking movie, mm-hmm. right? Let's not blame the world for movies. Even if you hated this movie, let's not blame society's problems. As if it's the it. catalyst. That's like people who got mad at the Catcher in the Rye or like banned books or things like that. Um, it's, it's, it's just not the easy thing to do it. is to yeah. blame art. Yeah. yeah. It also like... I mean, you you can watch this movie and like, yeah, it is about like a mentally unstable guy who decides to just kind of like it, it, you know, part of his story is kind of mirrored in the media or whatever. But I I can't imagine anybody watching this man and being like, I want to be like this guy. No, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh -uh. Like, I wish I had the tweet. This one guy, he's insane. Absolutely. This one guy, not in a a fun way. Yeah, no, it's like tragic. This one guy, I can't find the tweet, but this one guy tweeted something. He's like, just got home from Joker, took my 13 year old son. He's currently plotting his homicidal tendencies on the neighborhood. Just kidding. He's eating tacos and watching baseball. It's like, like, yeah, well, like it doesn't mean you're going to mimic it just from seeing something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's okay. To think so we've addressed the con. Hey, YHS has addressed the controversy. You talked about it. I think we did a pretty good job. I like how because I had some people message me to ask if this would be like upsetting for them emotionally, um, and I quoted that there was no violence against women in it, and then I realized and Jake pointed this out to me that we're spoiling it. Right? Spoilers. We're Joker, spoiling it. Yeah. Joker kills his mom with a pillow. So <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, but he does it really softly, you know? So it's like, but also he loves her. He loves her. It was probably the like fun. <laughs> hey, the fun yeah, part alternative about feather pillow. Yeah. It's vegan. The fun part about probably this movie felt is, nice. the fun part about this movie is, did he? And also did his mom even exist? Oh, like, that's uh, what you get into. You love, love you it. love that fucking like, uh, David Lynch, like, well, is it or isn't it? Is it real or is this someone's mind? I hate that's not the shit I get into, and I know that's what you want to talk about. Like, sorry, the Joker has many backstories. As said in the Killing Joke, his origin is multiple choice. Boom, did I blow your mind? Let's talk about it, Abby. No, no. What grade would you give this movie? Oh uh, shit! Honestly, I give it an A. Yeah, I give it an A plus. I've been thinking about. I can't stop thinking about it. I really can't. Yeah. I don't know why. I told people I liked it. I mean, I do know why. Jake, it's we- well acted. It's visually stunning. It's uh, well structured. The music's good. Um, and yeah, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker's like chilling and unforgettable. Yeah. And I don't want to even do the whole thing where we start trying to compare it to other Jokers because it's like when, when you think about Joker performances, it's like Jerry. Oh, we were going to rank the Jokers. Are, are we? I did it. I ranked six uh, of them. <laughs> <laughs> I Jake, uh, what, what would you think of the movie? Um, I, I like this movie, but I don't think it's, I don't want to, I don't want to say that it felt like kind of middle of the road to me. Like I I thought it was fine. I I really like Joaquin Phoenix and I think he's great in it and he's really fun to watch whether he's being, you know, crazy or, or not. But to me, I almost think I would have, I almost think this movie would have been better 
if it wasn't a Joker movie. Like to me, to me, the Joker aspect of it is so such a small part of like the bigger story here of just kind of being about, you know, a man's mental breakdown to the point where he's, you know, murdering people. And that seems more important and more. It just seems like that should be more of the focus of the story. And and when when you just by the end of it, it's like, oh, call me Joker last last. 15 minutes of the movie. It just seems weird. And it seems weird to, uh, I know we do have Joker origins in the comics. I know there's plenty of them and they're all whatever. They're all different. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. But to me, the best part about the Joker is not having an, like I I'm, I'm a part of the camp where like, I don't need a Joker origin story because that makes for a more interesting character. I also don't need to. So the first half of this movie is, is kind of manufactured to, to sympathize with him a little bit. Like in the beginning, you, you know, you're watching him like just not do well at work. You're watching him get beat up by kids, which is, whatever and there's and definitely no, a trailer edit that could you could get some forrest gump vibes if you try yeah yeah for sure for sure like that i mean there's definitely like you know in, in the beginning you're like oh look he's really nice with his mom like you, you it definitely starts out a little more sympathetic and yeah. like i don't think the joker in any form is ever a character that you need to be sympathizing with you never need to be made to sympathize with the joker he is supposed to be this like bigger than life just terrifying character and he's not when you do that kind of stuff and 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 when we get down to it and joaquin phoenix really becomes joker it's still so far and so little and such a weird version of what the joker is that it kind of it kind of took me out of it a little bit. And I was like, I'd rather just watch a movie about a man who, you know, goes crazy and and, and kills some people like, you know, everything else, but the, the random Thomas Wayne mentions and like, not, not to say any of that, not to say any of that makes me like enjoy the movie any less. I just don't think it's as people are going crazy over this movie. And I just don't get it. In a good way, you're saying? Like, they're excited about it? Yeah, I think people are going... I think a lot of people are really like, this movie's amazing, he's going to win all these awards. And I'm like, it's 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 fine. It was good. It's definitely the best DC yeah. movie I, I think surprised. I've ever seen. I, I agree I with you. But no part of me is like... See, I think... I don't know. I no part I of me is like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. There's so, no part of me that's ever looked at a clown and thought, like, I need to know how no, that happened. Hold on, here's the thing, here's the thing. I loved it and I really not, I didn't love it. Like this is different than like, I'm I'm not like saying this is my favorite movie I've ever seen. I don't even know if it's a movie I'm really going to want to like own and watch over and over. It's not, it's not a feel good movie for sure. It's got rewatchability. I would re I would, I would rewatch it maybe one more time, you know, and and just get another feel for it for sure. But the, the, I've thought about it a lot for like the last week. And I think, the thing I'm taking away from the movie, like the overall, like forget. Okay. Yes. It's about mental health and it's about, uh, uh, you know, there's, should somebody with mental health issues like that have easy access to a gun? 
uh, why is he? Uh, why does he have a job where he's with children all the time? Right, right. Yeah. But who but wait, paid that? Can we talk about how that's a great scene though in the hospital when the gun falls out <laughs> of his pants? Good. That's a great. Scene. Actually, my favorite line in the movie is when he's with Zazie Beats uh, and she says, uh, "Were you stalking me today?" And she goes, oh, "I wish you would have robbed that place." And he goes, "I have a gun." I'm like, um, <laughs> obviously, we we learn. We learned that a lot of that was manifested in his head, right? And he wasn't, there's like that fight club element. I personally think, so the last scene of the movie where he's back in the hospital and he, he laughs and you hear his first laugh for the real time and he kills that social worker. I personally think this is what I took away from the movie, that all of the events of the movie happened. I do believe that there was an uprising in Gotham. I do believe that, somebody with a clown mask killed those people on the train. And I do believe that the Waynes were murdered. I think that Arthur Fleck was in prison the entire time and that he was projecting himself into that world and manifesting a story for himself. And in that way, I don't think we saw the Joker's origin story. I think we saw a crazy guy in print. We see one clip of him early in the movie where he's slamming his head into the wall at that prison at Arkham. And we see another scene at the end where he's a little bit more docile and a little calm. And he says, I just thought of the funniest joke. You wouldn't get it. And And that's the movie. And I think the joke is. I hate that. That's just my perspective. Okay. That's not what nobody said. That's what it is. I hate that. Well, I just don't like the whole, it was all a dream. I didn't say it was all a dream. I said that we learn in this movie that you can't trust anything. This guy's narrative that he's offered, because this is the Joker's narrative, you you can't trust anything about it. Like, does he seem like... like No, that makes sense. That's just... that that It makes sense, and I I think you're completely validated in, in thinking that the movie went that way. But then I also agree with Abby that those kind of those kind of things annoy me whenever whenever I'm watching a movie and and you've spent all this time watching the entire thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, nope. Well, and I know they don't do that. They yeah, kind of right. leave it open to yeah. they leave it open to your interpretation, which that's the that's the that's right, the smarter way, I think, to go about it. Right, because Todd Phillips has come out and he's like. We're not doing any more of these. There is yeah. no universe. There's not going to be a sequel. And I'm I'm glad that makes me that makes me. I like that. I like one off things and I don't need to, I I know there, there are people out there that, you know, don't like maybe the way this Joker fits in the timeline or the story or with Bruce. And like that stuff has never bothered me too much. You know, who kills their, you know, the Thomas Wayne, uh, Thomas Wayne and, and Martha Wayne and all that, like that, that, that kind of stuff has always been secondary to me. Right. Right. Another thing that I liked is the thought of Batman being born on the same night as the Joker, basically. Like, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's not cool. That's not the most original thing in the world, considering like the Joker in 89 Batman, you know, is the one who killed the Waynes. So like there's there's been to me, it feels like they took different pieces of Joker history and Batman history and kind of made their own thing. Um, and Todd, you'll you'll hate this, guys. Todd Phillips also said, and I think he's kind of fucking with people in interviews because he just doesn't want to answer the questions. But today he was like, who's to say that's the real Joker? Maybe these events inspired somebody else who became the actual Joker. I think he's kind of saying that tongue in cheek. Yeah. I think it just goes into the fact that there is no like 
there's, I think people kind of, ex- it, and Abby, I'll turn to you in a second. He's avoiding and evading the origin story. Well, even though he told one. Here's the thing. We live in a world where people see a Marvel movie and then they get on, on uh, a website and go, explain to me, give me the blueprints of everything that happened, how and why. And I don't think people, God, this is going to make a really bad generalization. People who are really into like superhero comic book movies and that's their favorite genre are probably not used to something that is a little bit more open-ended and not like tied up in a nice bow and give it given to them. And for that, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. there. Okay. I see your points. I, there were parts of the movie that reminded me of Requiem for a dream or like specifically where it's like, this is really fucked up dream sequence, strange shit. Um, and I can see where someone who's coming from a DC background or a Marvel background wouldn't be happy with it. Um, I mean, listen, if you like, if Shazam's your favorite movie, I'm not expecting you to understand Joker. (laughs) I feel like there's plenty of really dark Batman and really dark Joker comic books out there though. Like when you think about like the killing joke and all of that stuff, like this does seem a little more closer in tone to that kind of stuff. But I know, you know, this is the first time maybe a general audience has been subject subjected to it, but um, the whole origin story thing is just something where like I'm I'm usually okay with an origin story if it's done in in a way that's just not boring or it's just it's like there are certain characters out there that you want to know their origin. It's fun to see how a superhero gets his powers because that's you know that's who you root for. That's the good guy. But to me, the Joker is just maybe one of the ones you don't want to see. So it's like it's kind of a double edged thing, because on one hand, it's a little annoying that I'm watching the Joker's origin here. But then that's where the part of me comes in where it's like, oh, but if it wasn't the Joker and this was just a a guy. It would I would really like this. I would really like watching somebody's like slow descent into becoming fucking insane. Yeah. Also, right. like, what? No, go for it. I don't. I don't even know what I was going to say there. I was going to say go Abby. Ahead. I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear. So let, let's set up the stage. I want to give you the stage. You were not looking forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. You did not like the trailers, correct? Mm-mm. Well, what was your original uh, trailer? And I thought it looked like it was probably going to be a better DC movie than the DC movies I've seen. And that was about it. That was about it. Yeah. But and I remember that. seeing the one trailer with you. You looked like you had a, you, you wore it on your face. You were like, this is not, it was me. mostly like the subway footage. And I just thought like, ugh, it just, it didn't grab me. It looked dystopic and up disturbing and not my style. And like, it was going to, it just looked like it wasn't made for me. Okay. I didn't like you it. You saw the movie. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Open floor. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, I mean, I think that it's, I don't know if it's a necessary movie. I don't know if it's necessary for people who are DC fans to see it because it's not like it fits in in any way. Um, I don't think that the controversy was merited or warranted at all. Um, I think that it is definitely as somebody who has struggled with mental health issues, it's a little triggering and tough to watch some of the self-harm stuff that happens. Um, But at no point did I feel like this is something that people should like avoid for their mental health. Um, I think that the reasons that I liked it were that I can't deny that it was a a well-made movie and it's a good movie. The intensity level that you feel um from the very beginning um when he's like doing his face paint for his 
like going to work as the clown um it's you there's a sense of like weight and tension and like there's something bad that's going to happen looming um i didn't really see anything coming that happened um when I'm thinking back on the movie, like when it comes to surprises, if I, I feel like it, it, it left me satisfied and kind of shocked. And that's what it, I was happy at the end of it. I wouldn't say I was happy. I, was I, felt happy. Like, I felt like I needed so to go happy. home and watch something happy yeah. to make me feel better. But you I was felt fulfilled. I felt fulfilled. fulfilled. You was like a movie going you know experience. It never wronged me. I never felt like the movie like accosted me or did anything that I just couldn't forgive it for. Um, I was really anticipating there would be some like uncomfortable violence against women that that was like the incel stuff that I was thinking might have existed, but it really wasn't there. I did feel sympathy for Joker in this movie. And I, I felt like, a, like it's tragic to watch and it's felt very real and to see like real mental illness and that kind of stuff displayed in a superhero movie isn't that common. So I guess, yeah, it, it was... I thought I thought the, the violence was it was cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like the scene in the apartment where Joker kills off uh, the guy who gave him the gun that kind of fucked him over at work like and the that little person and the little guy and he scares him. Yeah. And he scares like that felt like uh, Quentin Tarantino should, or train spotting or it did. Yeah, for sure. You you guys should watch Taxi Driver tonight. OK. You did, watch you, it. did you? It's the same movie. OK. So I've heard that a lot and I've never seen Taxi Driver. I think the thing that like Todd Phillips has come out and said like, yeah, Taxi Driver is a huge inspiration. It's highly inspired on purpose for sure. And that's not that's not a bad thing. Taxi Driver is good. And there are once you watch it, there are multiple like that's watching Joker made me go back and watch rewatch Taxi Driver because it had been a while since I've seen it. I'd only seen it once. I knew I liked it, but I was hearing all those um, comparisons before I saw it. And then when I watched it, there are a few there are like a few standout moments where I'm like, oh, this is you know, this is kind of a directly lifted thing or or homage to Um, and I don't want, you know what, I'm going to take back that it's the exact same movie because it isn't, but it is very like, there's a lot of the same kind of tone, same right. kind of mm-hmm. feel. I a, think a man like, kind of slowly becoming crazy, but yeah. right. as society breaks him down, if you like, thing. if you, yeah, like I think, I think you'll like, if you like Joker, I think you will like Taxi Driver. You should okay. check it out. Um, I think the thing that bummed me out about Joker is I've seen a lot of people who haven't seen it trying to label it and pigeonhole it is like, oh, it's just this kind of movie or this is for these kind. It's just like it's there's actually like an anti like rich anti one percenter kind of like fuck you. It uh, didn't feel douchey. Yeah, it, it was. There's like yeah. that whole scene in the bathroom between him and Thomas Wayne where he thinks Thomas Wayne's his dad. and He approaches him. Yeah. And Thomas Wayne just punches him. Yeah. Like that was like, man. And I don't even know if that really happened. That's the thing. But that's but in his mind is a well shot, gorgeous bathroom with like really good acting between two people. And you're seeing the pristine like uh, the the white of the um, the sink. And you're like something's there's going to be blood everywhere and you're wanting it. And then you get to see a little bit of it. And that's a good movie to me if I'm like, oh, I'm in this completely. Right. 
And I think that's that they, I was able to separate myself from like, here's the thing. I love Batman. Batman's my favorite superhero, but I'm not like so married to any one version of it or any one version of any of his, uh, uh, enemies or the, the rogues gallery where yeah, I was just like, Oh, this is just a, this is a new and different take. And the thing I kept saying out loud to myself was like, I can't believe they made this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there is some risk. It felt like a late 90s. Yeah, like, it did not feel like a 2019 mm-hmm. movie. It felt like, remember before uh, the MCU when they had these kinds of movies where mm-hmm. like fucking like Blade or uh, just uh, some, like Spawn or something where not that I, I think this is much better than Blade or Spawn, but like just it didn't fit the mold of the current superhero structure where all the MCU movies are obviously much better than the DC movies. But like when you watch Aquaman, you're like, Oh, they're trying to follow the formula that works. for. Well, I I think, I think what DC should do is they should continue. Like, you know, whenever, whenever the Marvel movies hit and they started becoming successful doing, uh, you know, a shared universe, you know, that's what DC tried to jump on. And, and it clearly did not work for them. And I think, you know, a shared universe is fun and, and what Marvel has is is unique and it's working out and hope, you know, I hope it continues to even after, you know, the death of Iron Man and, and whatever. But if that's what they're doing, yeah, comic books do shared universes. But then also on the flip side of that coin, comic books are also constantly doing one offs or different versions of the story or different characters or a different Joker now or a different Batman. Now it's constantly fucking changing. Right. So why not, why not instead of trying to f- continue to follow what Marvel's doing, this is what they should be doing. Just do another, Hey, do another Joker movie in six months, completely different with diff- a different theme and a different, like it's okay. I think if you're going to, let Mar let Marvel do the shared universes, and you stick to just every movie being its own thing. We don't need three sequels to every fucking movie. Just do your own one off. Do another one off. Yeah. Do like just let let it be whatever the 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 director and the writers want it to be. Yeah, and I, I think it would work out better. Well, I think this has definitely worked out because a they made it for like seventy million. Yeah, and it broke every October box office record. I want to coexist bumper sticker with all the different Jokers <laughs> hanging out, except for except for Jared Leto. Except Jared Leto. Uh, oh yeah, we, well we'll rank Check our Jokers out. before we done. But I do think I want. I've seen a lot of people who are like, "You got to put this Joker in the upcoming Batman, the Matt Reeves trilogy," and I'm like, "No, you don't." No. Because nope. that's going to be a completely different thing, and that's yeah. okay. Let it be different. Yeah. Coexist. Coexist. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, so, okay. Let's, jokers. Let's rank some Jokers. Yeah. It's really hard. I know this is hard. Yeah, it is. I did it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <sighs> All right, Abby. <laughs> number six. Okay, we, by the way, if I have to read one more list that puts Mark Hamill number one, stop it. He's we my know, number, okay. We know one. Mark Hamill played the Joker. Yeah, this, and I didn't rank any of the Jokers I wasn't familiar with, like the Joker from Gotham. I don't know fuck him. Fuck that So guy. he's not on fuck my list. Show. Number one, Jack Nicholson, obviously. You start with number one? Yeah, I start with number one. You are just doing your own thing. I'm doing it fast, too. Number just like the Joker, doing yeah, her own thing. Yeah, doing my own thing. Number two, you love him. We all love him. Miss him. Heath Ledger, obviously. Very great, iconic Joker. Three, Joaquin Phoenix, my guy. Four, Mark Hamill. 
Five, Cesar Romero. Six, Jared Leto. Okay. Sorry, buddy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I basically agree with that list. That's I, my list. Yeah. yeah. I think and that's it, a good... That's a good, yeah. Abby, we didn't, we didn't even need to do it because I think that's probably right. Because Abby did it. Uh, I, Abby did it. Yeah. It's so hard because like Heath Ledger is so good, but Jack also, Nicholson is so good. Jack Nicholson is they, better. But here's the thing, though. It's hard to rank a character like that when each version of the character is kind of so different from each other. I will say this: I was worried that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was going to be too much like Heath Ledger's and that's probably a superficial thing for, for I was just like well they kind of look their hair's wet yeah like the hair's green <laughs> their hair's green and they're skinny I'm oh. worried about I'm worried about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker because he smokes too much yeah oh he does what if the whole movie was just hey, him hold on I have one I have one kind of like Gripe. thing that yeah do it the the slow motion like interpretive dancing it didn't um, do it for you I can only watch that so many times before it starts to get really dumb. Like it, the first, the first, like maybe two times I'm like, okay, I can see this as kind of like a, a spiritual, like he's becoming the Joker. He, maybe he's getting, you know, like seeing it like represent something, but Mm -hmm. by the, by the end of the movie and I'm still watching this dumb slow motion dance, I got annoyed with it, but that's so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, you can definitely. I'm sure there's some people. So Martin Scorsese was one of the original producers on this movie. I've seen a lot of people kind of compare it to like a Scorsese movie, or Todd Phillips is kind of doing an homage to like. You could make an argument that some of this movie is like kind of fake fancy, where it's like there's certain people who are 100%, watching a hundred percent, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's okay. I I definitely was watching it a couple times, and I was like, people are gonna call this. And somebody did, and I think I might even called him out, but somebody like just putting weird slow music to a man dancing does not make it fancy or artsy. Yeah. Like that's I, yeah. bullshit. I saw the meme that uh Joker is for uh guys who were really inspired by Boondock Saints and went to community college to study film. <laughs> um, which it's like, that kind of hits it right there. But that's fine because like, here's the thing. There's a lot of people, it, let's say, if you're like a 20 year old kid who's just like into superhero movies and you've never seen like an art house film or or have never expanded your yeah. horizons and this is the first time you, maybe this introduces you to uh, more like uh, real movies, a wider scope. I don't know. Like, <laughs> listen, I don't, I'm not, I said this to somebody I work with the other day. I was talking about some movie. I think I was talking about Ghostbusters 2 and someone was like, you need to like watch all these other kinds. I was like, fuck. No, I don't. I was like, I'm not a film buff. I'm not a cinephile. Oh God. Uh-huh. I love what I like, which means right. there's a lot of movies I like and I fucking love them. I was also called out today. I was, I was, <laughs> I, I was at a meeting at work and I was complaining about the, for some reason I was complaining about the big Lebowski. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, listen, guys, Big Lebowski is a great movie and I really enjoy it. But like people who model their entire livelihood after like the dude abides, I was like, you can't just make a movie you like a lifestyle. And somebody goes, somebody goes, okay, Ghostbusters. I was like, all right, Ghostbuster Craig. I was like, time out. This is why it's different. It's not. If you're passionate about Ghostbusters or Star Wars, I can have a good conversation with you. I cannot have a good conversation with somebody who's passionate about the big Lebowski. You could say that, yes. Dude, you, guys know there's a, you, you guys know there's a spinoff movie coming out? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a trailer out. 
Whoa, I guess I should watch for the for like the Jesus. Yeah, the Jesus about the trail. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh here's that's the thing. Decent. I don't know, but no. back to what I was saying. Like, I'm not a cinephile. I like what I like, and mm-hmm. even though we have a whole podcast about movies, yeah, we're doing pretty good. But like, what yeah. I'm saying is, I did enjoy Joker. And I, it was fun for me to do some interpretation of the story and what was real and what wasn't, mm-hmm. what was manifested in his mind. Is it? And there is a chance that it is what it is. Like the whole movie happened, except for what he told us didn't happen, which was like he didn't have. I did think it was when he first like goes and kisses uh, Zazie Beetz. I was like, well, that was a bold move. Yeah, Craig was like, that's confidence. <laughs> that's what he said to me. In the video. He goes, ah, that's confidence. That's, that's a confident <laughs> move. <laughs> Um, real quick, can we bring up, I will say I'm glad that nothing major happened in theaters that was bad. Of there course. was that one guy that was, um, cheering. Yeah. Like when it, you tell, what was it? So there was a guy at some theater who was like cheering and, and, and rooting for, for the kills. People were getting mad. And as, as they, people started walking out of the theater, uh, and he was spitting on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so my joke, I was like, well, what if he had like a little card that explained that that was his condition? I love that. Thank you. I had to set my joke up. Listen. Um, now, Craig, whenever you were watching the scenes with Arthur Fleck doing his stand up and it and it wasn't. You know, it wasn't doing well and, and people weren't laughing at his jokes. Mm-hmm. Now, did you were you having flashbacks? Were you feel, did you feel bad for you? Yeah, did you identify with him in that yeah, moment? I made a long Facebook post about I even though I hadn't seen it yet, I said I, <laughs> I am Arthur Fleck. Oh my god. Um You didn't have me in the audience to go, Oh hun when the jokes don't land. <laughs> Listen, I uh I, my favorite part of all that, what's interesting about uh <laughs> about Arthur Fleck, the character is the way he processes information, not and he doesn't process it like anybody else. So uh-huh. there's that part where he's like in the audience while they're doing, uh, well, somebody's doing stand up and he's making yeah. notes. And at first I was like, oh, yeah. is he just like writing down their jokes? Oh. But he, you, you see, he writes in his journal, he writes, uh, people love sexy jokes yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like, oh. he's like, icon. He's like, I, lots of eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He also laughs. At, he also laughs at the wrong part of the joke in that scene, <laughs> and it's hard to know. And it's hard for me. Like, I I liked that because it's like, now is he laughing at the wrong part of the joke because he doesn't understand comedy and and he doesn't understand jokes, or was that one of his laughs coming right. out of you know his what condition or what, is, uh, yeah. what? When he goes on the Murray show at the end. Does he say what he says? Oh, I have a joke. Does he make a joke about like a drunk driver or something? He says something really fucked up, and it's just like clearly but not. It's, oh, not yeah, even yeah. A, it's not a joke right. at all. It's just like somebody somebody was killed the car somebody or something. right, right, yeah. right. Um, Jake, you mentioned real quick. We'll wrap it up. You mentioned not thinking De Niro's performance was that good. Why don't you expand on that? Yeah, I just he felt really like uh, he felt like he was really just reining it in. He didn't seem like I know he's not in the movie a whole lot, but you Robert De Niro is one of those actors you always hear about being one of the best actors. And I feel like and you don't see him in, in much anymore. So I, I guess that could be a, a part of it. But I feel like whenever Robert De Niro is in a film, you're kind of expecting something more. And he his I don't know what it was, but he just seemed so 
stiff and phoning it in. And I'm just like, almost as if he is just reading cue cards the entire, I know he's playing a, a you know, a, a, like a, a night show host, but to me, his performance like was just kind of taking me out of it. Yeah. I didn't get that. I thought, I mean, I'm not going to say it was this, like his, it wasn't meet the parents. <laughs> uh, hey, that scene okay, to meet the parents. Okay, Arthur. No, yeah. that scene to meet the parents were the. Uh, you can milk anything with nipples, well, Greg. Yeah, there were the bottle Those cork. Are off. No, when mm. the cork knocks over the his mom's ashes and the cat starts taking a shit in the ashes, that's gold. Uh, mm. Robert De Niro's amazing, and Casino is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was fine. I didn't think it was like he he played his role in the movie and. Uh, you know who I really thought was great? Mark Maron. Oh, you were excited <laughs> about one him. scene he's in the goddamn movie. I was he's like, I love Mark Maron. It's like, man, this movie's going to be great. One scene. It's fine. Yeah, it was a good scene, though. Yeah, it was a great scene. Um, I did get a message uh, from Zach Myers. Uh, I shouldn't call him out, but anyways, I'll say it anyway. I think he's, he did. Yeah. He sent me a message the other day that it just said, I know where it said, hey, Murray, do me a favor. <laughs> when you introduce me, can you introduce me as King of the Ghost Heads? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um that puts it in perspective and then joker dancing down the stairs even though that was in every trailer i i by that point i was fully bought in and i was just i was into it and he was rocking and rolling and the music was going and i just i was like you know what i like i'm a arthur fleck fan right here way to go buddy you do you <laughs> you do you, you do bud. your thing <laughs> but also i love that we can talk about it because like we said earlier it's a movie yeah. It's, it's not even movie, yeah. dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's everything. They always want to label it. Oh, after Columbine. Oh, it's because of the Matrix. No, it's because people are fucked in the head and we live in a weird world. And th- that's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie. You can enjoy it. There's been violence in movies and television and comic books and video games forever. Yeah. It's the first thing that we always it's blame. Been part of society forever. Right. So, yeah, right. it's going to be. There are much dark. more. There are much more violent movies. Oh, of course, of course, much more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, somebody, on, somebody on Twitter was like, uh, "Wait a minute, guys! Arthur Fleck, A Fleck, Affleck solved." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we can wrap it up there. Good discussion. Any more final thoughts on Joker? Nah, you did. No, I think, I think no. Out, I, yeah, I, it's a weird one. I, I, I don't. I, I want to just end it with like. It's not. It, I think well, it was good. I think it was a good movie. Did you enjoy yeah. it more than you expected you were going to? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I, 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 I didn't movie. like. I thought the trailers were were not great, but no part of me was ever like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I had expectations either way going into it. I feel like I probably knew it was going to be better than the rest of the DC movies, but I wasn't sure. Dude, how much better? Honestly, like people, people, um, people talk about how it's pretty violent, but like I would just look, be on the lookout for Zombieland Double Tap <laughs> because, dude, those movies are fucked, dude. They're just like blowing their zombies' heads off because there's like rules. Uh-huh. They set up rules. Hey, did you guys see the new trailer for Zombieland? Bill Murray's in the trailer. Is he really? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just like blow it. He's in the trailer. All right, stop. Uh, the podcast. I'm gonna go watch it right now. Yeah. There you go. Um. Okay. Yeah. I think this was good. Real quick, we were going to talk about this at the top of the show. We could talk about it now. We've got a fun little project we're working on this weekend. Hey, 
We won't go into full details, but we got some friends coming to town. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Gonna watch some Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch Drink some Canada Dry with yeah, yeah. friends. Well, we can talk about it. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about it. Let's talk about it. So um we are uh, as everybody knows, we did some stuff with Dr. Pepper earlier this year. And uh we're once again partnering up with our, our friend and listener and uh uh financier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Benefactor. Uh, uh, our Thomas Wayne, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Jay Key, uh, who, who's an amazing guy. He's an author. Uh, he does the Duke LaGrange novels. And uh, really an incredible guy. He's become a great friend. And uh, um, we're going to um, be doing a little commercial spot. We're doing a couple commercials for Canada Dry and 7-Up. And yeah, so we got some friends coming in. John Jacob is coming in to help. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he is. He better be. Yeah, we're flying him in. Yeah, he better, so he better be, be here. He better be here. <laughs> better make that flight, John. Yeah, don't miss your flight, buddy. I bought you a blanket <laughs> and a pillow, which came in the mail today. So today, today. Um, but I want to make sure to give uh, Jay a proper plug. So he, uh, the first book in the Duke Lagrange trilogy, "How to Pick Up Women with a Drunk Space Ninja," is available on Amazon and audiobook through Audible. That's mm-hmm. awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can get that on Amazon now and. Uh, Really, like I said, he's a great guy, and we're excited. I don't know about you guys. Jake, what is your uh, anticipation for these 7-Up and Canada Dry commercials? I'm, you know, I'm nervous. I'm trying to get my acting up. I've been watching a lot of Daniel Day-Lewis lately. Um, Just really trying to get in there. I'm going to, I decided that I'm just going to be like a method actor. Yeah. I'm just going to become a can of Canada Dry. (laughs) Nice, dude. I'm very, You're not going to talk the entire weekend. weekend. No, what no I'm, so, I'm just going to spill all hey, over the place. We should make the commercials fake fancy, like yeah. Joker. We should use some interpretive dancing. Oh, my God, yes. That's a good idea. Yes. Rewriting all of our scripts. They're all on stairwells. We're going to dance the entire time. Okay. I'm excited, man. No, it's good. I'm excited, I'm, to, ha- I'm I'm excited, excited to hang out with all these people that are coming to help. Um, yeah. I'm excited I, to have them all I'm just, house. I don't know. It's fun. I think yeah. Mitchell's coming. Really? Mitchell's cool. coming? Yes. I think so, yeah. Lucky, yeah. yeah. I know Hal's man. coming. Hal be there. Hal, John, friend Jake, of the podcast, Jay. Adam Schwartz. Adam Schwartz from uh, it's yeah. a Southern thing. Yeah, first time hangout with Adam. I'm excited. This is gonna be great. Yeah. Let's not do it. Let's cancel. I'm getting it. nervous. Let's just get a pizza. <laughs> I'm stressed now. <laughs> I got clothes today. I went shopping, so I yeah. think I'm ready. So we're excited. So that's a uh, we're we're gonna be working on that project all weekend. Stay tuned. to Excuse s- me. I mean wardrobe. Uh, social media will be posting some behind the scenes shots. I'm assuming. Yeah. Like, people people can stop getting mad at our Christmas tree. Yeah. First of all, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Everybody on my Facebook, because I put up a little <laughs> teaser of some of the stuff that we were buying for set deck, and people were like, oh, it is too early. And I was like, you, <laughs> you shouldn't care about that uh, at all. But yeah, it's kind of fun. I like to I fuck it. with people. I love Me it. too. I'm excited. I'm excited about wearing like winter dressy kind of like. Oh yeah, time family clothes. I got Jake. Listen, Craig and I both have a puffy vest to mm-hmm. wear over a turtleneck. Okay. Yeah. So I hope you okay. have one too. You might want to get a sand I hat. I don't, but I wish I did. <laughs> you wish you'd known about her puffy vests. Yeah, dude. I wish yeah. I like, we do one cheap. ad. What? We, Wait, it's like we do three ads in each one. A different one of us is wearing a turtleneck and a puffy vest. Wait, we just never acknowledge it. Craig and I bought them separately. We did not know that. Hey, no, I'm just gonna look at you and go. Jerry, this is the new look for the 90s. It's- You're going to be the first pirate. <laughs> I want to be a pirate. I want to be a pirate. Oh. oh, I can't wait. I'm really excited. 
Cool guys. Let's you know, not do it. No, I was just thinking about that puffy shirt episode of Seinfeld. It's the same. It's the hand model episode too. Yeah. Oh, I've been nervous too because my hands might be on camera and Jonesy keeps scratching them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Let look out for some. Uh, maybe you'll be flipping the channels or on YouTube in a couple months, so maybe you'll see a little flipping your your computer channel. Yeah, you flip your computer channel. <laughs> flipping your computer channel. Yeah, you're gonna do that. See us pop up. There you go. Popping hey, things. We only support products we love and Jake is can. Damn it. I love me some soda. I love Canada Dry and Seven Up. Yes. I really and do. I love family. There you go. Yes. Um anything else before we sign off? <laughs> no. Nope. I'm really just ready to do all this. I have stuff to I have to go try on outfits now, actually. I don't. Yeah, I got a pack. Yeah. Got a lot to do. I'm gonna really miss talking to you guys. When we're yeah. <laughs> Just call us back, Jake. Just okay, I will. Well, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining episode 171 of Yes, I Have Some Podcast. I almost stumbled on my words, but yeah. I didn't. I just said episode. Episode? I heard you say episode. <laughs> it's a great episode. All I have are negative thoughts. Oh. Let's do our favorite Joker impressions. Oh. Do it. I don't really have one. Where did they get a load of me? Ooh. I can't think of a single line. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm like trying to think of a knock knock joke. Noise. Just that, so that funny. with that noise Jack Nicholson makes. I love yeah. that. I That's love what he does. Funny that. that you did that. Yeah, yeah. He, Jack, every honey. I'm watching that tonight. Ready? Here, here we go. I put that on the here night after we, we watched Joker. Here we, go. here we go. Hey Eckhart, think about the future. What movie? Batman. Yeah. Here's another one, <laughs> honey. You'll never guess what happened to me today. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, what happened? I was like, oh, yeah, you became the Joker. <laughs> I became the Joker. I became the Joker. How about this one? Ready? Mm-hmm. A little song, a little dance. Batman's head on a lance. Tell me, what do you know about? God, I love it. I love that. Okay, that's one Joker. Mm-hmm. That's one. Jo- that's that's one Joker. Got. We know that there's no nobody remembers a Jared Leto Joker line. No, so. there's not one line from that movie that anybody yeah. remembers. No, fuck, you're right. So fuck it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm out. That's it. There we go. Yeah. Although there is one line from The Dark Knight that I've been meaning to rip forever. When the Joker walks in and goes, "I know why you guys are having your little group therapy sessions here in the middle of the day," and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> There you go. Abby just searched Joker quotes. Yeah, I really did, because I'm not going to come up empty. Oh, this is only from the new movie. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, none of these are... Mm. Oh, how about the one where he goes... I Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I hope my death makes more sense than my life. I like that. <laughs> no, sense here's wrong. my favorite one. God, his journal stressed me out. I was like, I have a journal. Here we go. Here we go. You ready for this? Hello. I'm Johnny Cash. Ugh, stop it. Walk the Line is a good movie. It's not. Just me or is it getting crazier out there? Oh, that's from the new movie. Yeah, it is. And I, like, put a little spin on it, so you're welcome. Right? No more. I'm fighting you. I like that. Then you're gonna love me. 